Hello, and welcome to the Chris Harrison Power Hour. I'm Laura Bradley, here with my friends Brian Miller and Emily Heller. Hello. Hi. So much news to talk about this week, you guys. <laughs> so so much news to talk about, and also this is our third time recording this. <laughs> it's going to be great. We're going to do great. It's going to work great. <laughs> Third time, third time is in fact the charm. We had a couple of technical difficulties. Thankfully, I mean, if you're going to have technical difficulties recording, I'd rather have them 10 minutes in. It will not break our spirits, damn it. <laughs> no, my spirits are higher than ever. Uh, and I hope yours are as well. Uh, Laura, what do you want to talk about? Uh, okay, we got to talk about Clarendale. <laughs> The first time I'm hearing about this. What happened to Clarendale? Well, you'll be shocked to learn that after being rumored to be having some troubles for months, including yesterday, I think I sent you guys a DM being all shocked, like, oh, there's like an e-news article about them having trouble. And then two hours later, I'm in your inbox with an Instagram from Dale saying they've broken up. <laughs> Okay, so Claire was the batch was the Bachelorette last season for four episodes. Yes, yeah, she started and, as the uh, Bachelorette. She did not finish as the Bachelorette. She carried that baton right. exactly four weeks in and then dropped it on the ground. <laughs> because I mean, like night one, she met this guy Dale, and I believe said, "I, I think I just met my husband," and she went absolutely googly eyes over him to the point where everyone else in the house were like, "What are we doing here?" Yeah. They were drowning in Claire and Dale's googly eyes and vibes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so four episodes in, Claire said, I'm done with the show. I picked Dale and they got engaged. Which um, felt pressured by like the Chris Harrison producers on the compound. We're like, all right, Claire's ready for you to propose. Here's Neil Lane's collection of diamonds. And yeah, and before he could even go, uh, it was. <laughs> Which was pretty much the reaction. <laughs> Yeah, because in the Bachelor universe, love is a game, and you win by getting engaged. Well, I That's guess it. they 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 won, but then what is this? <laughs> <laughs> this is the postseason. Uh, this is the natural play out of any Bachelor relationship. <laughs> I, I mean, um, we should still admit this is like it is it is a bummer, right? Like this season was supposed to be sort of redempt, like the Bachelor's apology to Claire for the crappy time she had during Juan Pablo's season. Yeah, it it is a bummer, but there still is an element for me of like Claire has Claire is faced with two paths <laughs> of the right decision and the wrong decision. And Claire will start to move down the wrong decision path. And I, I can actually relate to this. She'll start burrowing down there and someone will be like, hey, Claire, that's the wrong path. She's like, no, it's not. It's very much like when you're in a stranger's house at a party and you're just trying to find the bathroom, but you like keep going the wrong way and you just keep going further and further away from where you're trying to go. I don't know where this metaphor came to me from, but I'm going to stick with it because I think it's pretty accurate. I, Claire is in our bedroom for some reason, <laughs> not the bathroom. Just like taking a nap in your bed, completely forgot what she was doing. <laughs> um, so what we don't know is when the breakup happened. Right, because we're just hearing about it. Although, as I said, it's been rumored for a while, but we're just finally hearing about it in any concrete way. There was some drama earlier with like Claire and Dale's cousin unfollowing each other, but 
apparently a podcaster, at least podcaster Danny Pellegrino had tweeted out today that they had apparently in November scheduled an interview with him as a couple and then abruptly canceled. Yeah. So the, the question that immediately springs to mind for me uh, that I'm pretending is off the top of my head, even though I said it verbatim last time we recorded this uh, ten, like 15 minutes ago, but they had a little mini after the final rows um, when Claire like picked Dale. Um, when was that filmed and were they lying that they were still together? The terror on Dale's eyes looked real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they were lying about still being together. I think it is quite possible that they were not as blissfully in love and engaged and happy as they were saying with their mouths, but not with their eyes. I think that's actually great because that's also true of even in the accelerated timeline of The Bachelor. When a relationship is dying, it's usually like a slow, infectious process of your soul leaving your body. <laughs> that's a very good way of putting it, yes. And you really do get to see it in Dale. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like, you ever been through a breakup and, uh, like, the writing was on the wall, but you're kind of, like, just willfully not looking at the <laughs> writing? It's me and my therapist, Brian. We're not going into that. <laughs> saving that for Rhonda. Um, <laughs> um, it's, that's just, and, and like, yes, it could have been that of like, this is over, but not admitting it to even to themselves right. yet that it's over. Yeah, a lot of that. A lot uh, of that in the, in the, uh, the Bachelor verse, a lot of that in general, and a lot of that between these two. Uh, so what do you think is next for Claire? Uh, if she knows what's good for her, she'll stay away from this franchise. <laughs> I was going to say, I, yeah, she's really done a tour of the whole thing by now. <laughs> We've established that Winter Games is not canon, but she got engaged in fucking Winter yeah, Games. Truly a sign of just how cursed her run with this franchise has been. I think if this was going to work for her, it would have worked. And I think Bachelor is going to have to contend with the fact that it has genuinely failed someone. Yeah. <laughs> like, no way around it. Yeah, uh, man. But perhaps Matt James has more hope, but I'm not confident, eh. but maybe. <laughs> I, ooh. So... I'm going to go ahead. You know what? We tried to talk about this earlier and I found it really boring. So I'm just going to say Marilyn went home. We didn't think she was going to go home. Kind of a bummer. Surprising because he gave her an orchid. But like that happened. So it, it seems like I know well, we're not going to talk about, about it, it, but I want to I want right, to talk, talk about it. <laughs> It's well, really, what I want to talk about is uh, the villain of the last two yeah. episodes, Victoria, seems to have just taken like a sniper shot at her. She really <laughs> efficiently, and it's so weird because, like we said last week, it was so calculated and so obvious, but it worked. It worked. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, yes, Victoria took a sniper shot at her, but with like a Nerf gun. But Matt was like, "Oh my God, you got shot!" And Marilyn was like, "Well, not really. I mean, it's not." real and he's like oh my god you're dead She's like, no <laughs> it was okay, such I guess you're in charge it was such a bummer when Marilyn like as he's handing out the roses and she just knows she's not getting one and she's like 
if there's just too much drama surrounding my character, it's like, man, that's bleak. Like just this uh, girl just that, said something and this guy's like, oh shit, guess she's gotta go. Uh, and is, you know, so like he gave her the orchid, which leads me to think he was more into her than and, wild. Well, it's the really, producers really wild. gave her the orchid as we established. The producers, the producers <laughs> gave course, her the orchid. So we don't know if he ever thought to yes, give her the course. orchid. <laughs> Beginning to think maybe not. Man, I I already kind of didn't think so, and now I'm, yeah. Huh. So uh, Marilyn's gone. I don't think yeah. we lost. We didn't lose anybody else who I was too surprised to lose. No, no, definitely so, not. Uh, Sarah, Sarah did though. faint. Uh, yeah. The first of many dramatic things Sarah would do, and that would happen to Sarah. <laughs> there is, yeah, I a kinda... great shot of Sarah like left to get some air, and of course Matt went with her. There is a great shot of them hugging, and like through the revolving doors, you can see the sea of women who are just sitting down on these risers that they have to stand on for the rose ceremony, staring at them. It's amazing. It's a great it really, shot. It really was big band kid waiting for the football game energy. <laughs> like, <laughs> big time. Just really dejected, really bored. <laughs> um, Add that to, I thought the reactions to her fainting were strange. Everyone was very not concerned for her. And very mad. It. Very um, mad. Yeah. yeah. Which to, to me, at least at first, felt wrong. Though we do explore this throughout the remainder of the episode in an interesting way. Uh, maybe seeing a little more where they're coming yeah. from. Um, but a lot of them are treating uh, this fainting spell like Sarah is being uh, dramatic. Um, and I don't know. Maybe we will never know. The thing about that's well, the end of the that. The thing thought. about this episode <laughs> is that it really, more than most episodes in this franchise in recent memory to me, I was just staring into a black void that was my, like the space between the screen and my brain. And I was just like, how much of this is real and how much are we not seeing? Because I feel like there was I, a lot missing. Yep. I I get that this season more than any other. I feel like there is a lot. MJ and seen. Anna in particular, when during the fainting, I'm just talking about the fainting right now. There's plenty more for later. But with the <laughs> fainting, MJ and Anna were the ones who jumped out to me. I was like, these two women are so mad yeah i yeah. mean i think some of sarah's and... sort of tactics that we'll get into later maybe yes. started to show up before we started to see that's... them on the show yeah that's my yeah. assumption i will also say my favorite reaction to the fainting is i think kayla is her name where she was kind of just like yeah it annoyed me. Do I think she was faking? Probably not. It sucks, but like I'm not mad at her. It just sucks. Yeah, I remember <laughs> the most mature reaction you can have. Yeah, I remember she was like, is like something to the effect of like, is that petty of me or like, do I feel bad about feeling that way? Yeah, but here we are. And I'm like, yeah, right. you get it. Relatable. <laughs> like, yeah, that's how I that's how I go through my life. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I guess we can move on to the next sort of Sarah drama springs right off of this. So they have the romance novel challenge, which is a great opportunity for the half of the group date, I guess, to take a 
shot at writing smut and for Chris Harrison to plug his own 2016 smutty novel, The Perfect Letter. Yes. <laughs> I We have to read that. I think book, we got to right? do a whole season on that book, right? We're, we're going to, when, when, when we hit in between uh, seasons and we're looking to fill weeks of content, Get we're ready for that. Book, PH book chapter by Hot fucking chapter. Hot content. Yes. <laughs> um, so look out for that. So yeah. Um, but uh, we got the smutty writing. And then I think what? Victoria and Katie seem to be the ones who stood out, right? I think so. Half of yeah, half I, overall, was bleep. Just so <laughs> it's hard to tell. <laughs> Um, I thought overall, actually, this was a funny group date idea. Um, and, uh, but it is funny to get like shot after shot of people being squeamish. And this shows like relationship with sex and sexuality (laughs) continues to be insane. I do love that. Like after the date, Katie is sitting there with the other women and she's like, and it was like a nice moment. She was like, I feel like I came into this so confident and open. It was really cool to see all of you open up. This is something we should be comfortable doing. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. right. Dildo like, yeah, girl, you go, dildo girl. More on her later too. She's 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 yeah. she's a big player later. But uh... oh, uh, Ashley, I showed up to introduce yeah. this. Yes, also reasons? yes, reasons. Sure. Um, I don't. I what's uh what's going on with Ashley? There, she's married to Jared now. I yeah. guess that's yeah. what's going on with she Ashley. Got what she wanted, and she's. Doing this this uh, uh, romance challenge, sure. Why not? I, I guess I, I don't know what my larger question is. I just every time every time she's on screen, I'm I like, did, What's going on? She what's, has what's going on? Little when this the stories were getting a little smutty. She and Chris Harrison had some cute little looks between them. That was fun. I liked that. That was good. Sure. But so the ch- purpose of this challenge was to make James uncomfortable or push him out of his comfort zone. I have to say, maybe this is just me. Tell me if it is. I feel like I get an emotional register that is very narrow from him. So I could not really tell if he's ever comfortable or uncomfortable. Well, yeah, there was this weird moment where Chris Harrison comes in to introduce the theme of this week of dates. And it was like we had conversations with Matt about how he really feels like he need he has a really hard time being uncomfortable and we need to break him out of that and one my question is why aren't we seeing those conversations that sounds more interesting than some of the drama you're putting on to my right. television screen and two that doesn't seem to like the rest of the, the other date was just them going horseback riding that didn't seem uncomfortable <laughs> yeah I don't know. This is a man who kisses with his eyes open. I feel like he can't. He can't feel that much discomfort. <laughs> he can't a- really. <laughs> like if you're a person who feels discomfort, you kiss with your eyes closed. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, or just or just a normal human being who doesn't have to go to jail. <laughs> I mean, I I could give a whole treatise on how he kisses. I find it really bizarre. I'm not positive he ever uses tongue, but maybe this is for another time and another place. <laughs> 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 um on to uh some of the actual like 
the contents of some of the stories that were written. Um, what made me laugh was uh, Victoria, of course, comes out the gate uh, very excited to um, have the spotlight on her. Um, but she mentions in one of her talking heads that a lot of the girls' story, the women's stories, are uh, vanilla. Uh, and then in her story proceeds to uh, only mention hair pulling and getting her ass smacked. <laughs> and is, is that yeah right <laughs> that's yeah that's i mean to be fair is that, that is this television franchise's definition of kink probably right right like wow we uh we're not going too far into that are we? but to be fair half of her yeah no i mean too. i think on the bachelor scale um, fuzzy handcuffs are like x-rated like you can't <laughs> like that's where we draw the line right they had to put a black bar over a dildo that- yeah Right. That said, um, and I, I, I guess I'm going to posit the question to you guys. Um, Matt had mentioned that Victoria is witty, uh, which could have just been him being nice to two ep- after two episodes that were um, cruel edits. Rough. Maybe it not cruel. Rough. Cruel is not the right word. It was but definitely rough. nobody I, liked. I it. would say they were. Cruel. Um, they were pretty cruel. <laughs> but she's pretty cruel. Um, yes. But right. But. Um, she had, at least in the edit, the room laughing pretty well, hard. Okay. Yes. Um, so is there an sorry, continue with your question. <laughs> I know that's the I mean, like, is I mean, is that a side of Victoria? Is she more did they people enjoy her more than the edit led on when she was when she's not reduced to I sound? I think bites. they think she's funny, but I think they're most of the people on this television show, their sense of humor is very I, just, I don't want to disparage any uh, anyone here, but very like meme account level humor. Sure, um, sure. Sorry, continue. No, no, you go. Well, I was just gonna say, like most of the jokes that I that they that aired that the people seem to be cracking up were just plays on her Queen Victoria thing. They weren't yes. especially witty. <laughs> well, it's Matt, Matthew. Matthew. This episode actually <laughs> made me wonder whether she's more popular in general within the house than we've been led to believe. And I don't want to get mm-hmm. too into the Sarah thing, but it is interesting to see later that there's this sort of clash against Sarah led by Victoria. And I feel like if she were super unpopular in the house you're not able to wield that kind of influence, even if there is sort of a shared dislike for this person. I, I know exactly what you mean. And uh, Victoria, when she goes on the warpath against Sarah, has a couple of Yeah, like, but jabs. so maybe we should save that. But this is a good transition into, so yeah. the issues with Sarah start right after this romance section, because then the group that has performed gets to go out for the evening sort of cocktail hour, whatever, with Matt. The rest have to go back to their room. And that's when we get our first shot of Sarah pouting and saying, (laughs) I knew it was going to be hard after my one-on-one, but I didn't know it was going to be this hard, this fast. All the typical chestnuts. Yeah, it's, you. I mean, like, I always feel semi-sympathetic to that sentiment, but like, you gotta you gotta gotta pull it together girl you already had a one-on-one and some of these girls have literally not spoken a word to him since they got out the limo (laughs) 
Well, yeah, that's the that's the thing that I you... think is the way I feel about it is yes, that perspective makes sense. I can understand why you would feel that way, but like, bitch, you ain't special. Everyone feels this way. Truly, it's an insane way to date someone. It's, it's the insane. definition. This is the bizarre social experiment. This is why we're here. Right. Um, so yeah. It, it, Every season or every couple of seasons, you get someone who's just not handling it well. And while I understand it, yeah, what did you but think was this then happen? leads into, and as we already know, because they discussed it a little bit in the second week, Sarah does have family issues that make this more difficult for her on top of what else is going on. But we'll get into that a little later, because essentially what happens right now is... She's up in her room upset for a while. This group of women is out on their date with Matt. And then she comes down, I would guess, at the urging of a producer. Sarah does. Yeah, I would guess. I would. I think probably she brings up that she would like to talk to him and producer makes it happen. I, w- I was also having the thought of since they're all sort of cloistered in this hotel, together it is a lot easier to crash a group date that you're not yes invited to yes right it's if you don't right. even have to get into a car what is stopping i just um you can just walk downstairs from, yeah to me though i do feel like right. this is just sort of perhaps me having a little conspiracy theory about this whole episode but i just feel like every time somebody did something stupid i could almost see the handprints on it but regardless <laughs> we'll get more into that later sarah comes down katie yeah. aka dildo girl who I love very much, so we will not just call her Dildo Girl. I actually enjoy I, her. I, I will say, I got, I, I think oh, yeah. has legs in the yes. franchise. And, uh, it, well, I think we'll be seeing her for a long time this season, and uh, depending on how things shake out, really we will see her waving franchise. around the Dildo on Paradise. I am very, and I'm here for it. So, I think so, Katie is sitting there talking to Matt, and then Sarah comes down, in her puffy coat that she's going to spend the rest of these two hours in. (laughs) Every single time we see her puffy coat. So she comes down and tells, you know, does the, can I steal you for a second? She needs to talk to Matt. Katie's very confused and leaves. And then they proceed to talk for, I guess, a long time. And this is where the trouble starts, right? Because that's when Katie goes back and talks to the group of other women waiting for their time on this group date, including Victoria about the fact that she just had Matt mm-hmm. stolen from her. Yeah. Uh, yes. so she specifically does interrupt Katie. Um, and uh, it's, pr- it, and Katie go, or um, Sarah proceeds to talk to Matt about how she's feeling uncomfortable and t- she something weighing on her heart. Um, which is oh my god that is right. such Which, weird like church language i okay that's, that's church language can we get into it right now then because i feel like there's a lot of church language between them in this episode and it really made yes. me wonder whether that is the primary substance of their connection yes i think they i think it really yeah. is they speak the same language they do they speak in christian hallmark card like the jesus <laughs> yes. store in the mall they both speak in those jesusisms yeah. from the store in the mall 
Yes, very much so. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Yes. It, yeah, no, I am very relieved that I'm not just like projecting or anything. No. That was definitely a thing. I was like, is this okay? So they sit there and they talk for a while. Katie then is talking to Victoria and the group. And I will say this moment amused me from Victoria. She eventually just tells Katie, go back, get back in there, go <laughs> back, literally go back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Katie, Katie does. Katie goes and like, hey, can I have my time back? Which yeah. dangerous play. That maybe doesn't work I don't work know. Out. I really like, I mean, maybe it is dangerous, but I will say I respected it. You know, I feel I, like she was very yeah. polite about it, but very assertive. And the phrasing was very like subtle, but not subtle in the sense of like, I would like my time back. Right. You're on my time. You are not supposed to be here. So she's not saying like, you know, you've crashed my date, but she's basically saying, excuse me, you've crashed my date. Can you get the hell out of here? <laughs> Right. And oh, I, I I think she's in the right. Is it but a, does it yes. work on is it that? a good um, strategy for this game show competing for this man's heart? I'm not sure because Matt does seem very into Sarah and he doesn't step in to be like, Yeah, you know what? You you should go. My um, main is- he kind of which to be fair, we ne- we and never see so the Bachelor ben do. Ben Higgins did. I wonder if they. Ben Higgins did. Ben Higgins was a goddamn yeah, master Higgins... at being the Bachelor. Ben Higgins is the just... the the uh, unachievable bar. <laughs> yeah, par excellence. <laughs> it's just it has nothing to do with him as a person even though i i do find him delightful to be on my television just that you could throw things at the guy yeah. and he could just juggle all of it and like yep nope got this can but, handle this yeah. and it was incredible incredible yeah, but uh, matt in this moment did have a yeah. very like i'll let you guys figure it out vibe I hate that shit. I hate yeah. it. Right. It is such trash bachelor behavior. Like of all the three yeah. people involved in this, I have to say by the end of it, I was most annoyed by Matt because if you, because, okay, here's my thing. Yes. I don't care which way you want to go. You know, if you want to just sort of play the dutiful bachelor and be like, okay, well, this is the group date and you've interrupted it. You need to go fine. Or if you want to be the sort of like assertive bachelor and be like, no, okay, this is the girl that I'm really into. And you might be mad that she crashed your group date, but like, I'm going to figure this out. But like, pick one, man. He's just sitting there like, I'm like, do you just like watching girl fights? Like, is this, what is this? I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, Is there anything else to like the contents of their conversation? Um, with Sarah it was kind of a nothing conversation um, it was i'm feeling insecure don't feel insecure i feel insecure don't feel insecure well, that and, was it well and this is also you know i can't remember if i said that earlier on this recording or one of our other recordings but i mean <laughs> this episode really does make you wonder what we're not seeing right because this conversation yeah. we realize is several minutes long long enough for katie to get annoyed multiple times so there's minutes in between each time that happens this cannot possibly be all she's saying. She's saying something else. We are seeing this snippet of their conversation. I feel like there had to be something else there. Uh, unless it is really her 
I, I, Sarah has a theme throughout the episode of her constantly yes. looking for validation uh, from Matt that as the bachelor, right. he can't really give her. Um, that's more of a thing, I think, than um, especially, you know, for a lot of contestants on the show, both Bachelor and Bachelorette, they're the hottest people in their hometowns, and they're not used to kind yeah. of being that's the sort of what of I was thinking, I too. Think. Like, she is like um, a, if you, like, go back and scroll through her Instagram, <laughs> she's like an influencer with, like, sexy pics all over her Instagram. I am sure she is not used to, like you said, not being the center of whatever man's attention that she's pursuing and i think that is especially hard for her in a way that like i don't really have that much sympathy for she does legit seem like an alexis rose that she does she looks exactly like alexis rose she really does uh and it's interesting oh sorry brian go ahead um oh i i I just think that it's you know, it is hard to have sympathy yeah. for, but I do think it's genuine yeah. in yeah. that she has no idea well, what's Well, and it's happening. interesting because Emily um, mentions this need for validation from Matt, but she also needs validation from the other women because after she's yeah. done crashing their date, what does she do? She immediately mm-hmm. pedals herself on over there and says something really weird about, quote unquote, wanting to be the bigger person, which I don't know what the hell that means in this context, bigger than who. And she wants them to hear it from me, but she doesn't actually tell yeah. them anything anything she's just like i wanted to apologize i came and stole your time i wanted to be the bigger person and have you hear it from me but they're all like okay but like why did you need to do that <laughs> this was when victoria makes a really yeah, good it's- point and it's it is very much that click hole article of like heartbreaking the worst person you know has <laughs> made a good point um Victoria is like, <laughs> you, you're saying you want to come here and, and tell us what happened. You didn't tell us anything. Right. And that's what everyone's saying. They're like, you didn't say anything. Uh, and this this is where we see uh, uh, a Sarah has emerged as a new villain on the show. Victoria uh, currently is in our hearts as the villain. And this is the full like meme from the latest Godzilla movie with Ken Watanabe. <laughs> but there's just, like, different styles of villain, right? Because Victoria <laughs> yeah. is very offensive, whereas Sarah is very, not passive aggressive, but she like plays the victim. Like, that's a bad phrase. We're not going to say that, but she... <laughs> But she does sort of like assume the position of hurt sometimes in a way that I think is a little odd. Well, in a way where she, she apologizes, but doesn't think she's done anything wrong. So it's like, well, what are you apologizing for then? Like that doesn't make any sense. And then she'll claim to have been attacked like it's out of nowhere when it's very clearly a result of having these issues that she hasn't dealt with previously because she just refuses to actually express a sincere sentiment. She wants the affirmation that what she did was okay and doesn't quite know how to process these women looking at her going, right. no, actually, we're kind of mad at you. <laughs> um, which, going back to Victoria, she has an incredible Whoa. moment outside. Um, once again, heartbreaking that it was incredible. But she comes out there in, the, in a passive-aggressive... <laughs> incredible stroke of brilliance comes out there and it's just like we thought we thought something <laughs> serious happened we we were worried about you <laughs> if you if you it's, did this 
that is a line that MJ later uses uh, as well. It's this sort of both of them come at her with like, I was worried about you. What's going on? <laughs> but it's almost <laughs> aggressively worried. They're like, I was worried about right. you. Well, they're saying right. that in the I know that's not what <laughs> it's happened. Like, you definitely had a good reason for doing this, right? Not just I'm insecure. We're all insecure. We're dating the same guy. It is insane to watch Victoria come up right. to her and be like, yeah, we've had great conversations. We have such a great bond. And then turn around later, pretty much immediately. And just yeah, well, the- throw this girl to the wolves. <laughs> Yes. And then the, while they're talking outside, this is when Katie comes out and she has sort of a similar conversation to Victoria, but Katie is a little more chill than Victoria. Yes. Um, and she says a lot of the same things in a way that feels like it, her tone is a little more gentle. So I think probably co- could possibly come across better to Sarah. Um, but it's still, she doesn't. She keeps trying to explain why she came to interrupt the group date. And they're all saying, like, no, we understand why. That's fucked up. And she keeps, instead of being like, I understand why you feel that way. She's like, but this is why I did it. And they're like, yeah, we get that. That's (laughs) fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) It's really, you know, and again, I feel really conflicted about sort of Sarah's arc and edit in this episode. Because I'm not going to lie, as you can probably tell. I got really annoyed with her, but <laughs> I keep butting that up against the fact that she does have this genuine family drama going on that nobody knows about, right? Most of the house, pretty much nobody but Matt knows. But Well, this is <sighs> where I'm, I'm right. thinking there is some, there is either some more like producer manipulation and, and editing manipulation that we're not aware of, or she's being very manipulative because she doesn't bring up her issue, like her feeling really conflicted about being there because her dad's sick until Katie comes and talks to her again. Um, And she brings it up as a reason for why she's, why she wants to leave. So either we, we weren't seeing that before, which is a huge possibility or the, the, you're all ganging up on me thing wasn't working. And I don't want to say Whoa. That's I don't really want to say dark. I, <laughs> but it's like that question does come up. I, it's and I blame there's a lot going on I can't here find and a way I, to express, and it's like, difficult I to unpack. I opinion about this that I then don't immediately feel like an asshole for holding it. <laughs> That's yeah, that's sort of how I feel is like, I and again, I think this is this show like backing us into this corner of what's happening here. Like, what do you want us to think here? I don't feel like I know everything. I feel like there's so much. No. Yeah, it's I, I feel like we're getting and we, oh, yeah. obvious reality television. We're getting manipulated around, but it doesn't the stories just don't feel very organic this year. I know I'm getting jerked. Yeah, around. Gonna, doesn't just, make like, sense. Someone tell me. If you're gonna, sense. Right. If you're going <laughs> to jerk me around, you need to give me a better sense of which emotion I'm supposed to be feeling because this conflict is uncomfortable. <laughs> right. You know, so like what Emily was saying with like, uh, 
her kind of like was that like a pivot was maybe not but the editing is definitely trying yes and i think at this point we might as well get into the big flare-up uh so sarah after crashing this date spends a few days in her room uh not really talking to anybody the girls are in her puffy I swear to God, we have never seen her. And sometimes she'll be like in an ITN interview <laughs> and then like the coat will be open and the coat will be just like puffed up, closed around her. Just like the coat has a mind of its own and I couldn't stop looking at it. I was like, it's the coat, it's all in the coat. But anyway, so she's hiding from the other women in the house, which is a big bachelor no-no. You might as well just come out and say, I'm not here to make friends at that point. It's very much, it's an unspoken rule that even if you're all competing for the same guy, you've got to be collegial about it. and like hang out like a sorority regardless (laughs) right or 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 take the noble route uh our our just general favorite peter (laughs) who has been open of like i don't like brian and like right but like right so we don't get that from sarah (laughs) she just decides to be best friends with her puppy puppy coat stay in her room for several days and the girl all the women downstairs meanwhile are like Where's Sarah? She's still hiding. Ugh, still hiding. They're just getting madder and madder. And finally, (laughs) Matt shows up. And I think this is supposed to be like the day after uh, this group date. And he has, he just sits himself down in the middle of this huge sectional with like all of these women, (laughs) like the last supper. He's like, I want to talk about what happened last night with Sarah. Uh, uh, wait, is Sarah here? And that's, again, maybe this is just like me with my crazy string wall. I feel like a producer told him, you need to go talk to all the women about what happened last night with Sarah. Yeah. So he then walks in ahead of this. So the whole thing he's there for is his one-on-one with Serena P., who's one of the women who really hasn't had that much time with him. But before he does that, I feel like a producer had to have been the one to be like, okay, you really should clear this up. It's like a lot, you know what I mean? Like it's causing a lot of tension. You should go squash it. Cause they know Sarah's hiding and that this will force a whole, oh, where's Sarah? I think he knew Sarah was hiding. That was not convincing to me. That where Sarah was not convincing to me at all. So do we think the producer was like, Sarah's hiding in her room, you need to go fix it? (laughs) I, yeah. Um, I have a, uh, this (laughs) one, this might be my string wall. Um, one uh this is but slightly unrelated but also related so the the women are all pretty mad that sarah's hiding herself hiding herself away uh mentioned before that's that's a villain move um but one thing that comes up in the book bachelor nation that we talked about last week um is uh she talks about how Mm -hmm. there will often be girl talk quote unquote or guy talk quote unquote uh where those are those scenes where they get everyone on the couches and everyone just sort of talks about what everyone's feeling in the house and often those are sort of like ransom moments like hey i forgot about that but you're right that is a very interesting production factoid and that is very relevant here and could that have could that be a spurn of bitter like i'm oh, sorry not everyone did it so now you have to funny. continue to not have any from fucking cop <laughs> two on dvd um i i don't know i don't know 
I don't know, but I, I could see that as a because re- like well, that could have been the girl talk, they right? Mad? They're like, all right, how's yeah, everyone yeah. feeling about Sarah? It's like throwing chum into the water, right? How do you feel about Sarah? Girl talk, go. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Um. Yeah, it was like, and I guess also the book mentions uh, stuff like I don't know. Here are some magazines, or we can put a movie on. Um, it can also be just give us what we want and like often uh contestants participants well, will true. just ah, they just want happens. it and then i can go to bed it's <laughs> fucking grim um the compound is not a happy experiment. place <laughs> it's not well that's no. what i mean when i i've talked before about <laughs> feeling like they have stockholm syndrome like yeah. they're they're falling in love with this man because he's all they have to think about. It's really true. So this man who is the only thing they have to think about comes either realizes or already knew and makes clear that he knows that Sarah has been hiding proceeds to say, I'm going to be gone for five minutes. I'm going to go figure this out is of course more gone for more than five minutes. The theme of the episode, whenever anyone says five minutes, it's not five minutes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he's up there with Sarah First of all, how do we think the winner is going to feel when they see this footage of him coming into her room and just like flopping onto her on the bed? Like, that was like a very intimate moment. I'm like, someone's going to be peeved. Honestly. Uh, Honestly, I think it might be fucking Sarah. (laughs) I... I, I don't know. We're I don't not know at Lynn's really, like, portion yet. We'll, that, we'll bet Lynn's but... later. But regardless, <laughs> it's not great, right? Yeah. So he's there. They're talking more about how she's insecure and in a puffy coat and lip gloss. No. <laughs> They're talking all about her stress. Uh, meanwhile, the women downstairs are really, really not happy. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I don't really remember what else happened. They're there just sitting the, there talking about how this is ridiculous. It's been more than ten minutes, more than five minutes, whatever. Finally, we see Sarah, quote unquote, kicking Matt out. Uh, <laughs> he goes downstairs and then is like, you know, <laughs> oh, I would have, you know, talked to anybody if they were in that state. Blah blah blah. The women look extremely uninterested, and eventually. Victoria says, well, it's Serena's day now. And Serena's like, yes, it is. And she whisked her man out onto a horseback riding trip where they, the only notable thing that I want to point out about this date is that they, the producers have given up to pretending that these people eat the food to such a degree that they brought the food and forgot to bring a plate. <laughs> laid out a charcuterie board on a picnic blanket that they proceeded not to touch. <laughs> Literally, they are Wonderful. like putting the food on a picnic blanket. Serena P is like, oh, you've never had a charcuterie board? Well, you put the meat here and the dark chocolate here, but you're literally looking at them laying out cheeses on a <laughs> napkin. <laughs> like a cloth napkin. Um, there, uh, there was something interesting on this date uh, that I did mark down <laughs> in my uh, progressively more insane notes. Um, I post I posted a picture of my notebook <laughs> on Twitter and it's just the ramblings of a madman. Um but um one thing they talk about um 
it, whether or not they had ever been in love before. Um, and Matt says um, that no, because love to him now looks different than it did, say, when he was in college. And I actually thought, I actually, like, genuinely, I thought that was a good, interesting way to phrase it. I think a lot of people when watching this show have this idea that, like, they're not in love. Uh, you can't fall in love on the um, in that amount of time in that um, space, and I just think it's interesting. Of uh, I say this <laughs> as a married man who does a bachelor podcast with his wife. Um, it's all just googly eyes and fucking vibes, like we fucking talked about. Like there's not that fucking much to it. A lot of what people talk about ain't <laughs> like oh that's not love. Yeah, it is. It's fucking yeah, it is. Um, like trying to put all this like huge weight on it. Um, but like, no, my idea of what love is has grown and evolved through time. But like, yeah, the fucking desperate crushes I had to go out, people I was in love with. I don't know, yeah, but I feel much. like you guys it's, need to do like another podcast where you're just like <laughs> relationship coaches. This is really useful. <laughs> I'm gonna put that in my back pocket for later. But <laughs> I, I think. Uh, we'd be terrible relationship coaches <laughs> because after Okay, yeah, that would be useless to me. Useless, Brian. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm the annoying person that's like, it's, yeah, it's kind of just, you just know. <laughs> Never mind. This would be a very short podcast. Never mind. Terrible idea. But regardless- yeah, we're, we're very annoying. But no, I think, I think that's a good point. Um, yeah. I mean, the Greeks had a lot of different words for different types of love. We probably need that, too. A good point. And certainly one The Bachelor is making very well this season. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got this date going on. And while they're <laughs> off on with their horses with the donkey uh, yeehawing in Matt's face. <laughs> uh, Which was fun. I thought was that fun. was fun. It was fun. It was fun. I liked that. Uh, I always love it when the animals get to be the star of the show. But yeah. and go back to the house. Sarah eventually <laughs> comes down only when a date card is brought out, which I think annoys the women because they're like, of course, you're only here for the date card to hear your name called. And yeah, they which was definitely like a producer saying there's a date card. here. Yeah. Go listen to it. Right. There's a date card. You need to go down there. Like, yeah. So, but regardless, the women are very angry, and this <laughs> proceeds into the big blow-up, uh, where I have to say, again, I know I name-checked them earlier, I feel like Anna and MJ in particular kind of led the charge and were genuinely very angry. MJ was the one who yells out, I was worried about you, and I don't know how I feel about you right now, and it's like, ah. Those are two weird thoughts to place back to back. Yeah, that was weird. MJ was also the one where they're right. kind of walking away from this blowout and Sarah asks if they can talk and MJ's like, I need to cool down. Which, man, yeah. I get so yeah, hard. Totally. She doesn't yeah, want to talk. She just wants that to make the, her feel better. The uh, sort of crux of the issue, I think, between Sarah and the others is, as you mentioned... She just keeps saying her side of it and they keep being like, we know we're saying that's shitty. And she's like, but here's my side. Yeah. But I'm in the puppy coat. I am. It's it's yeah. But for lack of a better word, she's just constantly affirmation hunting and 
it's i hate it i i absolutely hate it but victoria she repeats it here this is not called the bachelor show and you and you know well and it's very interesting i think sarah against victoria is a fascinating argument because it's like an unstoppable force meeting a moving object because sarah just keeps wanting validation and wanting affirmation and victoria just keeps throwing things and like is entirely unflappable it it really is like godzilla fighting mothra like there is (laughs) they're perfectly matched there there's also an element of i think like sarah is playing i think a mm-hmm. level of intentionally or not manipulative chess <laughs> and victoria just comes down <laughs> slams down standing like, over man, the board like, with a golf you. club just hitting them out the window <laughs> <laughs> and was like this isn't um i i I, I don't, Victoria, you're not winning. Well, she ain't playing. Boom. There's that moment. So it starts with sort Another of like Anna and MJ window. kind of, you know, poking at her. And then the other women join in. And eventually Victoria is the one who kind of takes it. To, I feel like it goes to the next level when Victoria drops the, nobody knows you. Like that, that was where, because then Sarah's on the defensive <laughs> and then keeps saying, like, I've had these great conversations with you women. And Victoria's like, cool. Like, that's when she just keeps, like, she just is relentless and won't stop. And I think that was Sarah's breaking point where she just didn't know what to do. And multiple other women, too, we should mention, you know, right. Kaylee, um, Kayla, Serena C, April, like, they weren't all hard, Kit, they weren't all harsh. There were varying degrees of between sort of candor and harshness, but everyone kind of took a turn. Yeah, and I... Yeah. And I um, think Sarah part of, popular, I no think Victoria, again, makes a valid point of like, we don't know you. There was a, a thing that came out recently, like Kit apologized for saying some mean things because basically she said, I had no idea what was going on with her family, which right. is like, fair. Of course you didn't. She didn't MJ, say. MJ also put out a similar statement. I saw. Yeah. Right. It's like, of course you didn't like that. I'm not saying like, it, oh, she didn't disclose that. So that means she was bad and disingenuous. But like, no, I mean, maybe you should feel bad for explicitly telling her you are going to have a bad time here. Right. That was dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was Kit. Um, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Oh, that. I forgot but about that. I think this is again like what we've talked about with Victoria is it's impossible to have a conversation with someone who just keeps throwing these things at you because by the time you finished responding to the first thing they've thrown out they've thrown out six or seven more things right and it's and it's interesting when that is faced up against someone who cannot give a straight answer so we have two people who are basically just incapable of having a normal adult conversation uh eventually as we said sarah it's too much for her which i mean understandably i would also have had to leave the room after all of that regardless of you know your end of it i would not have been able to handle that either she goes into another room and it's katie who follows her in and essentially says i didn't like that i didn't like seeing it i think she might have said like one thing but she pretty much was quiet through all of it i guess my question for you guys is 
where do we stand on Katie after this? Like, is she the hero of the episode? Should she have stood up for Sarah in the moment? I don't necessarily think she should have stood up for Sarah in the moment. If anything, maybe she should have said, like, this is not productive. Can we disperse? But, like, I think people were bringing up valid points with regards to Sarah. I think some of them were a little too harsh with it. I think Victoria was taking a little too much pleasure in it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think Katie is the hero of this episode in her sort of, I think she's the most reasonable person on this show that we've seen talk so far with the exception of uh, Kayla's very good (laughs) response to Sarah fainting. Um, This exchange, I think, when when <laughs> Katie talks to Sarah, I think that was a very um, a very classy conversation, in my opinion. Uh, yes, and it is interesting how you know, and we all do this. We all kind of hear what we want to hear in a conversation, but it was funny that Sarah says something effective like i don't know i think i should go home and what katie says is you should go home yeah well i, I think maybe because I should initially go, should when she first, go Sarah home. first says that katie's question is <laughs> are you going home because of the other girls because you have something here that i think you should explore i don't want to be the backup she doesn't say you should go home yes. until sarah mentions her father and this is the second time in the episode she's actually brought him up or is yes. this the first time yes this is the first time but this is the first time this episode that she brings uh, him She up, talks about him in the last time, seen. yeah. Right, we've seen. She obviously could have mentioned him before. So then Katie also... Yes. She did not. No. She finds out in this room and begins so to Katie cry and not, says, yeah. I think her... I think she says that her father died in 2012. Yeah. And that she also didn't get a chance to say goodbye and that, that really seemed to change yes. her response. Uh, so I don't know. I think that... You, as as much as I do think for anybody, there would be that you should go home aspect regardless. I do also think it came from a place of genuine. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I do. I go totally think it did. Home. Um, that's no. It's yeah. Go home, I, also, be with I kind of want to not take back, but add yes. some more context to what I said earlier about her only bringing this up after she sort of had this whole blow up with the girls. I also think it is entirely possible that she feels more of a connection and more comfortable with Katie. And it was then Mm -hmm. that she was able to sort of recognize and say out loud part of the time, part of the reason that I'm having such a hard time is my dad is sick and that's weighing on me a lot. Right. I think that would be the primary reason. Just, you know, I would have trouble sort of. Oh, sure. uh, Yeah trusting Victoria to be sensitive with that struggle. <laughs> yes, yes. I really, that's not something I'd talk to her about. It's not something I'd want to say in front of like 10 people I don't know. Yes. But Katie at this point has already had one frustrated, but I would say mature conversation with her after she interrupted the group date. Like very assertive, but again, polite, adult. Like I think it was fine. So yeah, I think there is a level of trust and sort of empathy there. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was honestly really impressed with Katie this episode I think she's really modeling the way to have an adult conversation when 
you're not when you are frustrated with someone mm-hmm. and you're telling them that you're frustrated with them and not trying to reassure them that it's fine like no i'm frustrated and not you know doing the victoria thing of attacking but just laying out the facts mm-hmm. well and it's interesting though because then katie goes out and again very yes. wisely and i think you know empathetically says Sarah has chosen to leave. Let's all be, I think she uses the word classy. Let's all be classy about this. You know, we don't want this to be a situation where she feels like she was bullied out. And then you get all of the other women who were very close, very close (laughs) to bullying her, just nodding their heads like, yeah, yeah, we don't want that. (laughs) Yes, I know. Victoria says that right before Katie says we need to be classy about this. Um, She's like, Sarah's leaving. Victoria's clapping. And what and what Katie Katie does very generously That's is essentially right. saying you are not <laughs> going to want to look like a and everyone in the room goes, yeah, you don't want to look like the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to look like the asshole. <laughs> you will look but then you will look like so we have the that moment and TV. then we cut to Sarah emotionally approaching the house to tell Matt she has decided to leave. I'm not going to say anything. What are your thoughts? Uh, Okay, okay. All right. So basically they have a conversation and Sarah uh, eventually opts to leave. The thing is that gets me. (laughs) And it got me both times that I watched the episode. The first time I was a drunk. Um, But um, the... (laughs) okay i think he sees my heart and that's why he let me leave do i think that's why he let me leave do you think it was consciously subconsciously there (sighs) not there a little bit of a bluff like make tell me to stay tell me to stay and he didn't and it's a little like well you can't come back from that I don't even necessarily think intentionally. No, I mean, I like know. I said earlier, I, there's no I way sound to like a monster without sounding like an asshole. But <laughs> I don't That's know. the thing is, I I think you are right. That I know, if I he know. Had asked her to stay, she would have. Mm-hmm. And it's all whether or not. Go ahead. Sorry. Yes. Whether or not that was a tactic, whether or not she approached the bungalow or whatever with the express intent of I'm going to tell Matt that I'm trying to leave. I hope he tells me to stay. I don't think it was that intentional. But I think if he asked her to stay, she would. No, I definitely, no. I. I What's odd is that when she first tells him earlier in the episode, when he comes up to her room, she tells him she's thinking about leaving. What what is his response? That would be a tragedy. Those are the words this man uses. And I feel like he kind of, especially in his ITM interview that was kind of interspersed through the scene between them as she's leaving, maybe kind of thinking of leaving. It felt as though he was kind of saying he wanted her to stay. And it almost felt like he was telling her to, but then ultimately didn't. Like almost like he didn't, like he got to a point where he felt like he couldn't fight with her, which again, I do think the context of what's going on with her dad makes it difficult for you to really be like, no, you need to stay. You know what I mean? Like, 
can't just right you can't be like well your dad is quickly deteriorating with als however i really want you to be here at the end of this so i can give you a big 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 ring so why don't you just stay (laughs) right Uh, well i that you'll that you'll have for oh six to eight months the (laughs) ultimate point is yeah of course you should go home and be with your dad Is she coming back? Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> oh man, I think she's coming back. I'm. I'm. I'm willing to put. I don't, I don't think she. I can't see her winning it. I can't. I she's too prominent. She too early. The is the thing. They are hiding the winner. This that cannot is be thing. the winner. It's, this is the like ba- the rules of the Bachelor are the same like, as Law and Order. It's not the first person you get shown. Never the first winner. <laughs> Never the first person. I think she's. <laughs> I think she's gonna come back and that's, throw a wrench in the. Top you are floor. right. That's my but I do. That's been a move for this franchise for a couple seasons in a row. I feel like so. Yeah. That would be fitting. There is yep. precedent. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, I mean, there's this precedent. Does, oh, the only other thing is we mentioned how Jesusy this was earlier, and I have to say <laughs> I wrote down because I was in disbelief. The words she used were, I just feel really called to go home. Yep. I might be a complete asshole, but oh my God. No, it's, it's, it is a language. And I think it is very interesting. Goodness gracious. I want to talk to like a linguist or something about this franchise because, so we have that, we have the Jesus-y language. Then we have the like bullshit fake mental health language of like throwing around toxic and toxic has lost all meaning on this toxic has lost all meaning on this television show so is some girl (laughs) feeling triggered yeah attacked bullied triggered toxic all of these have become meaningless in this franchise yeah but This does lead us into our last item of business for today. Speaking of betting limbs on who might win, as we were <laughs> Matt James has apparently possibly spoiled his own season on Spotify. And this is all I know because I've avoided reading more about it before we talked. <laughs> I have also avoided reading more about it before we talked. My own website published a thing today. Yeah. <laughs> I Um, saw it. That's the thing I avoided reading before we talked. (laughs) Yeah. Vulture.com posted a thing about Matt James possibly spoiling his winner on Spotify. So do we look? I don't know. I mean, we could just read the article published on Vulture.com. Which, how do you do that? Someone, all right, click it. Click it. Like, do we all want to take a stab at the winner if it's going to tell us the winner before we read it? Uh, Would that be a fun game? Let's all take a stab. Let's, uh, okay, let's all take a stab. Let's close out the show. Uh, Maybe hit some plugs just in case uh, uh, people don't want to listen for it. And then as a Marvel post-credits scene, let's dig into this article. So that way people who don't want to spoil it can just act off right right there. Yeah, let's first do our official predictions. Sound good? That's a good Uh, call. I feel like I've just got Katie Katie in my mind as Bachelorette. I just, I can see it in my heart. I can see it in my heart. 
she'd be a good great point. bachelorette. Um, what about I'm, you? Good, good point. I'm going Abigail. First impression Rose is a good indicator. I, she's been a little quieter lately, but that doesn't mean... Yeah. Right. Well, okay. I was torn between two, and since that you is took Abigail, I'm going to go ahead and take Rachel because she's okay. the one who got the group date rose this week. And I don't know, just the way she crinkles her nose is looks like a bachelor winner to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Answers locked in. Yes. Uh, where yeah. where can uh, we find we should, you we should two say on goodbye the internet? To everyone leaving, or to everyone who doesn't want to go further. Uh, I am at Emily uh, P. Heller I'm at on Brian Twitter. Is a and I'm LP Bradley on Twitter. So if you do not want to be spoiled on whatever it is that Matt, Matt uh, spoiled, time to go. Goodbye. We'll see you next week. Oh, yeah. Please do that. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Hey, maybe leave a, a, a rating on uh, Apple Podcasts if you want. Ugh, nerd. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, now I have losers this are article. Gone. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Who is it? What happened? What did he spoil? What did he do? James has listened to and liked a playlist curated by contestant Rachel Kirkconnell. Wow. Wow. She won the group date, Rose, this week. She's the one I am having trouble like Ana de Armas. She's very Got it. Okay, that checks out. That checks out. Which I think Matt liked because he's chased. uh, (laughs) Yeah, also seemed to avoid like casting any stones in the drama with Victoria, which again means she's good at like evading the sideshow. I think she's playing this game smart, you guys. Smart. Right. All right. Well. All right, I think that's, that's everything I mean, that we had to talk about today. Pretty viable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, shit. That makes All Rachel right. someone to see. The game is afoot. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Chris Harrison is daddy. See you on the compound uh, next week. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Chris Harrison is daddy. Bye. <laughs> Bye.